What is up? It's your girl Ortizis, and you are now locked in to the Intersection Podcast. What is up? We are back at the intersection with who we here with? We here with Fred, man. What's going on? We here with Fred. <laughs> Act like you know, not like you slow. You know vibes. <laughs> All right, Fred, can you tell us a little bit about yourself for the people? Yeah, man. Okay, so uh, like I said, my name is Fred. Uh, my friends call me Fredo, so I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, a, uh, <laughs> I'm a filmmaker and um, something new that I've been working on lately, also a digital strategist. Okay, so he going to try to skip over stuff, so I'm going to just let y'all know the real deal. He is a creator, he's a filmmaker, and he is also the father of the Give Him Hell Today show. She right, she right, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about your show? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, so basically, uh, I have a weekly show, Thursday, 6.30 p.m., the Give Him Hell Today show. Basically, um, uh, like, well, I guess basically the reason I started it was because like I just I had trouble coming up with consistent content, right? Mm. So like it was it was my cheat code to like always have like consistent co- like on a bad week I know I can at least come up with you know three to like seven clips from you know my two hour stream that I do at least once a week, you know. Absolutely. And then like I don't know, it's just kind of turned into like just like it's really <laughs> I say it's like Twitter, like because I'm I'm just on there just talking about the stuff I care about. Yeah. Like so so far as like. You know, everything I'm into, like content creation, tech, um, AI, like music, art, fashion, all kind of stuff like that. And it's like we kind of like in a process of like cultivating the community, like basically like around that, like just about like everything that I care about in terms of like mainly art and like entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's kind of it's kind of we got going on. Is it on Twitch? Yeah, it's on. OK, so right now we live <coughs> on um, Twitch and YouTube. Okay. And, um, and actually, I've been down for like. A couple weeks with like uh, some technical difficulties. I was kind of telling you about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the process, like I'm looking at like other platforms and seeing like, okay, like I can go live on Facebook too, um, Twitter. So I'm considering other stuff. But right now, Twitch and YouTube is like the strongest right now. So when you're streaming on Twitch, do mm-hmm. does it give you the same community guidelines that it would if you were live on Facebook? Because I know if you're live on Facebook, you'll get you like you will get banned from Facebook, For not anything. Facebook, but like live if you playing music in the background or yep. something like that so is it the same thing on twitch no absolutely not like so it's like levels like facebook is like the absolute worst <laughs> then and then you got youtube which is like a little less worse and then twitch is like no holes barred almost except obviously you can't like do like you know naked stuff on there yeah. but um like you can play music because they got a partnership with um they got a partnership with the labels, so like you can play music on there. I can go on YouTube and like watch other people like license con or unlicensed with a license con wait no unlicensed content on there and um, not get like you know uh, kicked off the platform and stuff like that. So my thoughts with Facebook is like obviously like you know like I'm in the world of strategy, so like I'm like dang if I want to get more eyes on it like what's the easiest way? Cause like the comment I get the most is like people don't know about Twitch. Like I- I've been rocking with Twitch since like 2012. Like yeah, watching I didn't streaming. know about Twitch until Kai. Yeah, yeah, see, like, yeah. now it's kind of becoming a big thing because streamers is, like, now it's, like, the thing to do. But, like, um, so I guess what I'm saying is most people don't have, like, Twitch accounts. That's why I did, like, YouTube. It's just easier. Like, mm-hmm. mo- most likely everybody got a YouTube. You have to pay for Twitch? 
Um, no, you. I mean, it's like optional if you want to like sub to people and stuff oh, like that. Gotcha, but gotcha. but no, it's it's a free platform. But then like um, but Facebook, it's like you know everybody on there and you like already scrolling. So it's like imagine like you know like Instagram or TikTok how you already are always scrolling, but instead of like pre-recorded content, it's alive. So you could just you know. Oh, so you, you just scrolling on live. Yeah, just like Facebook, you know, okay. like like you know when somebody on Facebook live. So mm -hmm. like I'm, it's not even that I'm necessarily uh, really. My goal is to grow the community on Twitch. I want everybody to get on Twitch, but I know. That's the that's the <laughs> it's it's the toughest funnel though because the least people have it like I get texts all the time like I made an account fucking with your ass like, oh, Dude, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know saying stuff like that but otherwise people like wouldn't really like they like they not it's not the first thing they get on so it's just like you know I want to get on Facebook just so people could see it and kind of get more into the community because it's it's a lot of dope stuff on Absolutely. there like I I'm just now getting into it. I remember Drake was on there too <clears throat> a couple years ago Drake and Twenty One Savage and um um. Uh, Cactus Jack, Travis Scott playing yeah, uh, Fortnite Scott, yeah. with Ninja. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fortnite, yeah. That's what introduced me to Twitch was Fortnite. Yeah, yeah, Did yeah. Do you still play Fortnite? Man, Fortnite is bigger than ever. Like, oh wow. If you want to talk about, if you want to talk about like brand, mm -hmm. when it comes to gaming, Fortnite probably got the strongest brand, and it's mainly based off of collabs. They just collab with everybody. Like, they get they got collabs with everybody from like Tom Holland and Spider Man mm -hmm. to like Naruto. To like uh, post Malone, like yeah. they they just collab with every bad. Is that bunny. how they get those dances? Exactly. Okay. So and at first that was like the controversial thing because they was you know just kind of taking them from the the kids <laughs> who was just. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because you know, you know how the internet is, like these yeah. kids get on TikTok, and we, we kind of talked about this last time, mm -hmm. they get on TikTok and they just kind of be so happy to get their dances out there and stuff like that, and obviously, like these kids, no, people yeah. don't know about getting stuff licensed and, mm -hmm. you know, patent and stuff like that, so they just ripping the dances from, from the creators, they probably don't even know who they're taking it from, they just wow. like, this is a hot dance, let's put it in the game, yeah. nobody owns it, and then, I mean, since then, it's been like lawsuits and stuff like that, so I think that's probably why they're getting so heavy into the collab thing too. But Fortnite is like crazy huge still. Dang. Yeah, I, I used to. I'm a, I'm a gamer for real, for real. Mm -hmm. So like I used to play Fortnite heavy. I don't play it as much no more. But but it's like still super like kid. Not like I say like ages like Teens. yeah like 18 and under. Game, the game is over. They all on Fortnite. Okay. Mm -hmm. So can you explain to us what a digital uh, strategist is? Digital strategist. Yeah, strategist. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, boom. So the now word. I be learning pro. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in okay. <clears throat> so, I, um, I'm like, I'm a filmmaker, you know, and I've been, I, I would consider myself like, like a hobbyist freelance filmmaker for like the past decade, like, you know, just taking gigs wherever I could, music mm -hmm. videos, weddings, uh, event recaps, whatever, you know, um, and like over time, as I got better, my equipment increased, my skills increased, et cetera, et cetera, I realized that that didn't necessarily mean like the value increase for my clients all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm all about the exchange of value, right? Mm -hmm. So like I said, I'm, I'm, you know, upgrading equipment. I'm learning more stuff. I'm getting better and faster at what I do. And, you know, uh, I would like to get paid more as Absolutely. I, you know, increase. Uh, but, but also like I want, you know, the clients to get the, the value, like I said, too. And like, you know, when I was like kind of more in the realm of like filmmaking and I was so passionate about creating these beautiful images, like, Equipment and you know skills and all that stuff matters, right? And I'm not I'm not saying it don't, but it's just that I realize like I'm making way better videos that cost way more money, but it's not necessarily moving a needle anymore for my clients, and it's because they don't know what to do with the videos, you know, yeah. whether you're an artist, a brand, <coughs> um, you know, a business influencer, like whatever, like you got to know what to do with the content, and that's when I dived into the world of strategy. Okay. So, and I recommend any artist, like you know, whatever your medium is, do that. Like if you want to, you know, increase your value. Um, so I got into the world of like psychology, 
marketing, um, distribution, mm -hmm. just all that sales, like all that yeah. kind of stuff, like to figure out like, okay, like you, you want a piece of content, but a lot of times people like, they don't really have like identity with their brands. They Absolutely. just think like, oh, he made cool videos. I want a cool video from him. But now it's like, like now the, um, I guess the role that I insert myself in now is more so like, hey, like what's the goal? Like what's the target demographic? What type of content best connects with them? Cause it might not be video. So like yeah. now, now I'm in a world of other content too. So like I do like, you know, copyright, no pun intended, like mm -hmm. newsletters, blogs, stuff like that too. As well as like, um, you know, graphics, overlays, assets, like just all different types of content. So that's kind of how I got into the world of strategy, basically just trying to provide more value and make sure like people are like getting guaranteed, like whatever the goal is. If you, yeah. want, if you want more products sold, more money made, more eyes on your brand, more RSVPs to your lounge, like whatever the specific goal is, not just, hey, Fred, make me a video, you know? Yeah, because what is, what is this doing for you first? And what is it doing for me? Because if you just doing the same thing, I feel like <clears throat> as a creator, you have to have integrity too. Because if you just keep doing the same thing over again, and you're just in this one niche of work, I feel like you're not growing, which means you're not going to get any better. You're 100%. just going to keep, like, let's say, you're a photographer and you keep taking the same kind of pictures mm -hmm. in the same area, you're not going to get any better because you're only going to be comfortable doing this one thing. Right, right. So and, I and that's, really get it. That's beautiful if, like, I don't know, if you had the best marketing in the world or, like, whatever you just known or whatever. Yeah. Because, you know, maybe, like, because may, maybe you do take the same pictures. Maybe you take the same, um, <clears throat> you take the same, like, food-type overhead shot pictures or whatever. So now everybody who knows, hey, I want the best food photographer, I'll go to them or whatever. But, you know, it just it wasn't necessarily like that for me. And, like, um, I, like I'm dairy, you know, much still into the world of, like, cinematography and filmmaking. Mm -hmm. But if I'm being honest, like, a long time ago, I lost the desire to be, like, the best filmmaker or the best cinematographer. Like, the things that, like, matter the most to me is, like, uh, legacy mm -hmm. and value. And, like, the, so the things that matter most with, like, my business and what I'm trying to provide is, like, man, I want people to really go, like, damn, he changed the trajectory of my business. I had no clue what I was doing. I'm just putting out random stuff and trying to sell shit and not offering no real value. But Like Keith Lee. Yeah, 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 bingo. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Please. You know what I'm saying? Shout like, out to Keith Lee. <laughs> I ain't got no food, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, with all of that being said, how do you balance your personal life and your work life? Man, um, <coughs> so I actually don't believe in balance at all. Mm -hmm. um, Me either. I, I, um, we agree there. You know what I'm saying? I think that, uh, and you probably agree with me that the best, the most results or ma the most progress is made on the extreme side of whatever it is that you're doing. So, you know, if we just want to talk about like work-life balance, um, work ethic versus like relaxation, I like to spend all my time in one place and not trying to balance it out in the middle. Mm -hmm. And I'll get to the other side whenever, because, okay, say for example, like if I'm locked in, right, I enter this mode called um, monk mode, right? Okay. Where you could, you could look this up on YouTube and stuff like that. But it's basically where you stick to like, a few like core main tenets of your life like so for me it's um you know what i'm saying like video games is a big distraction for me so it's gonna it, it might be like for the next 20 days i'm not picking up my controller um it, it could be like okay i'm making sure i'm in bed at 10 and in the gym by six every day like stuff like that right yeah so and i would i like to live on them extremes for like like i said let's just say 20 30 days at a time or whatever so then when i um it, when i get like you know a three five a day stretch where i'm like okay i'm just gonna chill now I'm all the way relaxed and I'm so relaxed to the point where like, I'm ready to get back to work cause I'm bored right? now. Like, like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do it. Yeah, and, and I feel like that, that's what comes with like, 
not having balance. Like it's it's not the worst thing at all because when you live in a balance, you kind of like towing the line and you get bored. It, exactly, you get bored or you lose focus or like um, what am I trying to say? Like you just you lose like intention because you know what I'm saying. Like you 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 just dabbling too much on either side. I think you got to really live in extremes to figure out like what you need the most at that moment. You Absolutely. Know? And that goes for like everything to me. Yeah, absolutely. I say the same thing, and people always give me kind of the side eye because I'm a Libra, and they're like, well, the stars say that you're already balanced. Like, mm. yeah, that may be true, but I thrive best in organized chaos. There we go. Like, if I'm, let's say I'm getting ready for a pop-up or whatever, a normal person will come like an hour before it's open to the public to set up, you know, yeah. do all of these great things make sure everything is pristine. No, I'm going to come like 20 minutes before. <laughs> so I have something to look forward to in 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah, like yeah. I'm going to hurry up and do this because I know that my idea is going to start spurting out faster if mm -hmm. I have less time to think about it. Mm -hmm. But I, I've never been a very balanced person. And I think that it's always going to have an interesting effect on like any relationships I have, whether that's platonic or romantic, mm -hmm. because everybody don't get it. Yeah, that's, that's I agree with that. that. That's a super tough thing. Like, you know, like you said, platonic relationship, family, like whatever. It's that's such a hard thing to explain to people that like, OK, like I'm, I'm over here right now and I'm going to catch you like when I get yeah. some time. But like, I don't know. That's that's the only way I make process whenever I don't. It's like I just I don't know. I'm not as productive. You know, yeah. what I mean? so what keeps you inspired as a creator? OK, um, kind of like on that same note that uh having something to look forward to like that right and then also um i guess what i'm trying to say is like uh i like to have things that because i'm because on that note of like living in the extremes like i'm on all the time like mm -hmm. like I, so like i work nine to five right so i'm on at work all day as soon as i get off of work it's uh you know to the business um until pretty much until i go to sleep like it's really Absolutely. that extreme Not so <laughs> i know that like very well and then and then but um but that allows me to stay inspired because like I'm looking forward to having like this time off on, you know, whatever that little stretch of, you know, free time I'm gonna have. And in that time, I like to occupy like with stuff that doesn't have nothing to do with the things I'm doing in my extreme. So like mm -hmm. nothing filmmaking related, nothing content related, nothing strategy brand wise that I'm thinking of. So for me, that's like tennis, right? Because yeah. I love tennis. It's a craft that I get to like research and like practice. Like I'm, I'm trying to hit certain specific strokes. I'm trying to use specific techniques on the court and try to like apply different things that I learned. But at the end of the day, it don't fucking matter. Like it's not going to affect my money yeah. and how good or bad I am at this. This is just like You're simply happy. for my, exactly. And, it, and it's like happy, happy. purely pleasurable. So if I do bad at it, it's like, okay, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you can, it's something that you don't have to take yourself so seriously. It, exactly. And, or, and, and it's, and it's, um, it's uh, what am I trying to say? I guess because like it, even in the other way too, like you know, because when things do go good, it's like a good exercise. Like like I went crazy. I had a crazy game last weekend, and I'm like, well, not like it matters. This ain't going on YouTube. Yeah. Ain't nobody gonna see. It's like you know, my friends ain't gonna know about. It. It's just some random dude at the court. Like yeah. well, I, just, I just bust his ass, and it's like ain't nobody <laughs> even gonna know about. It. But it's like it's kind of gratifying to like just have something to not care about. Mm -hmm. So you know, I'm trying to work on a few more things like that. Like I guess video games is kind of like that too. Cause yeah. I do spend a lot of time on the internet, but that's the one time I can get on internet and just like let my hair down and just chill. more active in person too because sometimes we do need to unplug from electronics. There we go, yeah. Because it's going to get to a point where that's, that I feel like electronics are really bad for our eyes and really bad Man, for what? like 
like I feel like we're overstimulated all the time because of mm -hmm. how far technology has come so fast. Yeah. Because like I, I, and there's no research I've looked up yet. And as a journalist, maybe I should have did that before I even made this comment. <laughs> but I, I would assume that people in this generation or in this um, era are more likely to have to wear glasses. Oh, for sure. And more likely to have ADHD. Yeah. And I say that because from like 2000 to 2023, we have advanced so fast in technology. Yeah. Like we're on the iPhone like 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Right, right. So you got to think people prior to the 2000s really, they didn't really have electronic cell phones. Mm -hmm. They had some big bulky phones that had the real long antenna. Right. So they didn't have to look at their phone all the time. They had pagers and stuff like that. Mm hmm but I just think that's so interesting how in different eras, it's like humans suffer with something different. Damn. See, that's what I never looked at it like as because I feel like since we experiencing this, like you hear, especially like from the old people, they always demonize the technology and stuff like that. So I'm just looking at it like tech is just bad and everything before this was, you know, good. But mm -hmm. I never thought about that. Yeah. Like if you think about it, like everybody kind of did have their own little like yeah, thing they for their generation. Like... It, they have polio. <laughs> they have no cure for polio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the cure for polio now. Right, right, right. They had, like, they didn't necessarily have all of these problems of people getting kidnapped and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to stuff like that, I feel like a lot of that data is skewed mm -hmm. because a lot of people weren't reporting what was going on. Ooh, yeah. So it was a lot of stuff that was happening behind closed doors that we wouldn't know about during that time. And that's why... The old folks are always like, well, in my time, XYZ, yeah. that's because y'all only knew what was going on in y'all block. Right, right, right. Y'all didn't know what Sally was doing two blocks over. Exactly. Sally was having the time. We just so connected now, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, even if even if it's not your intentions, because you got somebody just walking down your block and recording your business, or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I mean, I, I get the whole idea of, like, like your neighbors used to be a lot more neighborly, like, it used to be a lot more communal and stuff like that, but... You can make your neighborhood more communal if you want to. For sure. People don't like talking to people. Yeah, That's for the sure. problem. They like texting people. They yeah. like FaceTiming people. But if you put a person in front of another person, it's, it's going to be somewhat awkward for a lot of people because they don't yeah. know how to use social skills or social cues because right. their whole life has been in this device. Yeah, that's so interesting. It's like, you ever seen that... Uh that video with the dogs and they on the other side of the gates and they just going crazy. Mm -hmm. And as soon as the owner opened up the gates, they in each other's face and they just quiet and they looking yeah. away. Like it's, it's literally like that. <laughs> literally, literally mm -hmm. like you tough behind this gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Behind this screen. Right. <laughs> and don't know how to talk to nobody. What was the coolest project you've done so far? Okay, okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so this is like purely sentimental value to me, right? The coolest project I ever worked on was um you've heard of the drink cacti by travis scott yes. that got banned or whatever <laughs> but <laughs> but um i made a spec ad for that so a spec ad is like um typically like what filmmakers will do is uh they they'll make you'll make like a like a fake commercial for like a brand you want to work on sometimes and uh cacti was like one of the brands i'm a, you know i'm a fan of like travis scott brandon i feel like it's very like within like my style or like the type of content i create so i'm like cool we'll do this right only thing is, is like, it's a spec ad, so you're doing it yourself, so you're not getting a budget from a client. It's all your own money. You got to pull together all your own resources. So um, it could be intimidating, obviously, right? But for this, man, 
I just caught up a few homies and, you know, I had one of them act. I had another one behind the scenes doing some special effects type of stuff. Another dude doing BTS and like, and it came out beautifully. And yeah, and it was like, and it like, and it, and it was, it wasn't the craziest thing I ever worked on in the, in the world or nothing like that. But it meant so much to me to like, have like that, I guess that camaraderie with like my real friends, like these, like these dudes who don't even, they're not even like creative people really. Mm -hmm. Like they got like, you know, they like maybe they in entrepreneurship, but it's like, you know, more corporate or more like, you know, like they're mm -hmm. not like, it's not like creative jobs and stuff like that. So to see them like step all the way out their box and like just support me like that meant a lot because like, I, I, feel, I feel, I see a lot of people like complain about support and stuff like that. And I never really been like that. So when people just show it, it means so much to it me. It means so, it means the world. Right. It's, it's like, I didn't have to ask you, it, you just wanted to. Exactly. Oh, so cool. Like, yeah, like that's, that's just such a good feeling. Yeah. So to have like a, a, a few of my homies do that at the same time, like meant the world to me. So, yeah. What would be your worst one? My worst one? Man, um, <laughs> I, I'll say like, okay, so. I came in the game, like, I feel like most um, people in the world of video come in the game shooting music videos because there's a million rappers, million opportunities to shoot music videos. Mm -hmm. Right. Only thing is, is obviously with that being said, the quality of this is not going to be, like, amazing. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, we see some of this stuff on the internet all the mm -hmm. time, but uh, I guess I'll give y'all, like, the behind-the-scenes perspective because this is the worst experiences I ever had and since then I've been trying to tone down. But, like, Man, like, I mean, just everything from getting offered, like, payment and, like, pills and <laughs> drugs to, like, being in the nastiest basements with, like, with, uh, with like, unkept animals oh and, like, and, like, firearms and, like, oh man, like, where it literally smelled like it's, like, dead bodies around. Oh like, I can't confirm that, but, but it, right. just, it smelled like it, like, yeah. and it. Something's dead. Man, it, like, <laughs> all the way from that to having, like, actually guns pointed at me during the video, like, especially when you don't, because I would never sign up for that, right? Yeah. So anytime that's ever happened, if somebody just, just up in and I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah, like, like what, uh. <laughs> Uh, let's not turn this into rust. Right, 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 let's right. Let's not be Alec Baldwin. Yeah, now. exactly. We ain't trying to have none of them situations. Right. So it's like, yeah, man, get, get, I feel like it's super cliche, but it's because it's the truest shit in the world, man. Yeah. Like getting started doing them, them hood music videos mm -hmm. is like the worst experience in the world. And especially because a lot of, t well, it depends on who you're working with. Sometimes they got a lot of money, but, yeah. <laughs> but it, that don't mean it's worth it. Right. But a lot of times they don't even have a lot of money either. So it's like. So you're working with a super small budget. They got you in insane conditions mm -hmm. and you fear them for your life all at the same time. And that sounds like some character building. Oh, oh yeah. Because honestly, that's some of the best situations. So, some of the worst ends on it is when like I'm not in control and I'm not driving and I'm just along for the ride. Yeah. And I'm thinking we just shooting one scene here and then one scene outside and the next thing I know we on the south side of some dark alley oh like or, or somebody crib i don't know like yeah or like some abandoned yeah um help oh i do got another one though Go for it. <laughs> okay this is, i'm trying to make this quick i'm trying to make this quick so this is this is the time i got arrested doing a music video so <laughs> so all right boom um man look listen okay so um uh, I got hit up from like an artist in like Sheboygan and do a music video, but he had the money, so I'm like, okay, cool, right. I, I do it. I'm in Sheboygan. <laughs> we didn't talk about nothing though, no treatment, no idea. I'm just pulling up and just, you know, what I'm saying, making a quick bag. But um, 
So he like, yeah, I got this spot. Like, you know, we could pull up. Uh, uh. So we go and it ends up being like some industrial, abandoned, like industrial complex. Cool as hell. But like, yeah. cause it was a bunch of like demolished old factories and like smokestacks. I'm like, damn, this is dope. So, yeah. but like, obviously it's a little dangerous, but yeah. <laughs> so we going around into these like half falling down buildings and stuff like that. And um, we getting some crazy shots. And I, all of a sudden, like, you know, I'm looking out a window and I see some police coming by, right? Long story short, I'm like, all right, we gotta wrap it up. Let's get one scene. But, you know, I'm, you know, the, like the greedy cinematographer. Yeah. I'm trying to get my last cold shot. Yeah. And I'm like, bet we got it. So we heading out. And then, but we lost. Cause it's like, you know, like it's just like abandoned yeah, like abandoned. situation. You know what I'm saying? And I see some dudes with some flashlights. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, the uh, construction workers, they can tell us how to go out, right? So I'm walking up to them and they stand on there and go like, hey. I'm like, oh shit, that's not a construction worker, that's a cop. Oh I'm God. like, and, and all I'm thinking about is I'm not finna let them take all my footage. So I just, I don't even say nothing, I'm gone. I don't say nothing to nobody else, right? Um, basically, like two of the dudes ended up getting caught. So I'm like, okay, this is our chance to like, you know, they occupy with them, we can get away. Yeah. We go to the car, car surrounded. I'm like, oh I'm my fucked. God. Like, <laughs> because I'm in a whole nother city. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm done, it's a wrap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I look at, it's just me and the artist. Yeah. I'm like, look bro. This is my last idea I got. I seen these big old ass semis. I'm like, let's just go hide under these semis, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, and, and we was, I'm, I'm like, it's working. Like an hour go by, I'm like, oh, they, they about to leave. Like we finally good. First, next thing you know, all right, bring in the canines. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, bro, is it really that serious? They bored. <laughs> yeah, but but I guess the artist who I was with was like, you know, Sheboygan is a small city. Yeah, they ain't got nothing to do. Yeah, dude wasn't like the craziest, like, criminal or nothing like that, but he did have a history, you know what I'm saying? Um, and they would like, I guess they, you know, figured that like- Figured by his record that he would have something else there. Yeah, and, and I, I've gotten, well, I didn't get in trouble, but I shot a music video that got him in trouble with the police before. So he kind of had like a reputation for this kind of stuff. Yeah. Long story short, he got arrested. He ended up having like all kind of drug money. And like, I guess they thing was them, uh, remember the vape carts in like yeah. 2018? Yeah. <laughs> so they got like, they got locked up with a bunch of that shit. And, oh like, my God. It, it was actually, it was real bad for them. Actually, it was really bad. But I didn't say nothing the whole time. I just kept my mouth shut. Like, like just just look forward. I'm like, hey, um, you look at my bag. It's video stuff. Like I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah. And um, they ended up letting me go. I I I had a uh, got locked up for like probably like two three hours or something. Like that. I was going crazy. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, I know I can't go to I jail. I was terrified of jail. That's why I try not to break no laws that will send me to jail. Yeah. Because I don't want to be nobody's bitch. Yeah. Like, I'm getting, well, I'm getting heavier now, but I just feel like I'm too skinny. To yeah. They'd be like. Right, Give right. me your taco bread. Like, what the fuck is taco bread? Right. <laughs> well, I got lucky. I mean, I, actually, I don't know if this was lucky because they put me in a pod by myself. And, like, I, that's, that's kind of how I was going crazy. Because, I mean, that bitch tripping. Like, because yeah. it's Friday. And I'm like, damn, am I going to oh, be locked up here all weekend? Yeah. But, yeah, they, they ended up letting me go. But, Did you get a ticket? No, well, well, I got a um, trespassing, okay. but um, I had got that um, expunged. Yeah, yeah, it, like the next week it got dropped. Okay. So, um, but yeah, long story short, the music videos, man, is like I can't really pick one. It's just <laughs> music Dude, videos in listen, general. It's the trenches. Do, do it while you need it, <laughs> and then pivot to something else. Exactly, for sure. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, where do you think your true passions lie within all of that? Okay. Kind of like how speaking for like the biggest thing to me now is value and legacy. Like, you know, like I feel like we all say like we don't care what people think mm -hmm. and about us and stuff like that. And to like the most part, like I agree with that. But also like I'd be lying if I said like I don't want people to like me. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I really like, it, like I really get like a um, 
I'm not trying to say like it really means something to me like that people like know I'm like a good dude and like I got a genuine heart and I really like like my goal is genuinely to put value like into the earth like mm -hmm. it's just at this point at this age like I don't know it's just a lot of stuff that just don't matter to me now like yeah. I just deduce most things to not matter and I feel like the only reason we here is to pass like down knowledge and to like um, make life a better experience for as many people like as we can in and, and my path and doing that is kind of like the road that I'm going with digital strategy and brand development now like we living in a time with like TikTok and you know all this other social media is like we, we really are media companies but mm -hmm. people just don't realize that and they don't know the type of content create they don't know um, they don't know um, what type of strategies to implement and they have like no identity so like my biggest thing is to just help people figure out those three things whether it's you know working with me um one-on-one -on -one as a client with my agency or whether it's like just you know watching um like the because i want to start putting out content like that now because you, you know i've never really been like big on content or yeah. like posting stuff but the reason why is because like uh i guess it took me a minute to kind of figure out like all of this stuff meant enough to me that I felt gratified in posting it, I guess, because mm -hmm. like anything else just always felt very like cringe for me to post. Like, hey, look, at, look at me. Like, no, nah, yeah. like, because I'm, I'm, I'm like a, I'm introverted. Like, I've always been like a quiet to myself kind of dude. So it just feels so weird for me to get online and post selfies or like post myself on a trip or something like that. I'm not saying nothing wrong with that. I probably will get more into that as mm -hmm. I get comfortable with posting. Mm -hmm. But like that, that's like my path now. Like that means the most to me is like helping people um, <coughs> with their strategies and, and building brands. Like I said, we all got an opportunity now to like like th like think about it like this this is how i think about it right it's like you could you could have the worst job in the world like i like i don't you know i don't have sh the shittiest jobs you know what i'm saying at like you know whatever say retailer it's mm -hmm. like whatever and you know people like hate their jobs yeah and like and i work in tech now where you know i got people above me who's making like 300 racks a year yeah. you know what i'm saying both of them both of them hate their job you get what I'm saying? So it's like now we got the opportunity where like, okay, you could be making 40K a year hating your job or you could be a, a fucking, you could be passionate about catching butterflies and now you on TikTok showing people your favorite butterflies, your favorite nets, you know what I'm saying? Showing your strategies and how you catch butterflies in their mating seasons or like whatever. Yeah. Just the type of stuff that you would think nobody care about, but you telling your story and building a brand and now you generate it and figured out how to monetize like a business based on your passion so you can go from making 40K a year hating your life or 300K a year making your life and making a little less maybe you make you know 90 80k but you're doing some shit that you love and that yeah. means the world Chasing to you flies. exactly <laughs> you know what i'm saying because um i don't know like i feel like i was kind of blessed to like find my passion early in life and it's since then like i found a lot of people who just just like aren't like passionate about stuff and it just seemed like life is just kind of like just stale and boring yeah. for them so like i don't think everybody has a purpose either you don't I know think it so? sounds bad but i i don't well i should say i don't think everybody was born with a very loaded purpose yeah some people's purpose is just to be here and shake shit up and leave yeah but it's like there's no true like strategic plan on how they were supposed to do it or how it happened it's just kind of like they were just born they did what they were supposed to do and then they just transitioned right and it's like like I get, and this, and I, I kind of like that's kind of like where I pick find like myself trying to assert myself because it's like I don't know man it's like I just feel like you should be living in passion and mm -hmm. purpose and happiness and you know what I'm saying and 
And you know, that's a tough thing because like I, I, I had a conversation with a lot of people. I'm like, you know, we talk about purpose and they have no clue. Yeah. I'd be like, damn, I have no clue. What the hell are you supposed to? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, like, like <laughs> I just stumbled upon myself. Right. And just found myself one day, and it's like everybody can't find themselves. Yeah. Everybody, everybody, do not be self aware at all. At all, but I figure like I figure content. Is a great opportunity to figure that out, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I told you, like, I feel like all that stuff was kind of cringe, but when I did kind of get to the spot where I was streaming and posting my clips, and I'm like, damn, people care about this shit. People, right. people care about Jake Paul, and uh, yeah. like, I'm like, damn, this is the stuff that I just think about when I'm tweeting. Like, and it's, and it's like, I, I want to show people uh, the path to be able to do that consistently and like monetize from it and build like businesses off of this type of stuff because like I just feel like it's no point in you wasting your life at a job even if you're making a lot of money but you hate yourself you know yeah. what I mean? so that's kind of like feeling life at all it, exactly and that if I had to put like a cute bow on it like I'll probably say like that's what means the most to me now is like helping people figure out how to live like an interesting optimal life because that's what, what else we here for um P said, which P is the last guess I had. Yeah. He said the the main goal that if he could just have one wish and everybody just do one thing, he would just wish everybody would be decent. If everybody mm. was just at the minimal decent, mm -hmm. we could work. We we, we started with we, something. Yeah, like we could. That's that would be the starting point yep. once we get everybody decent. But until then, it's it's just gonna be a hard mountain to climb because. Mm -hmm. People be in it for themselves. People be in it for all the wrong things, but you don't know that until you go through it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's just it's a lot of different perspectives about that, though. I think it's interesting. Yeah. But in regards to that, though, it always boils down to the culture. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of culture. Okay. What is culture, and how would you define culture? Yeah. Okay. Um. Dang. Okay. So to me, I say culture is um. The, I'm trying to think of a, for lack of a better, like, I guess terminology, it's just like the, in, the most like integral parts of like everyday life that connect us as humans. So, you know, art is one. And then, you know, probably like, if you want to take some branches off of that, you know, fashion, film, entertainment, music, et cetera, like that's probably like the forefront of culture, what we think of. But then also, obviously you got like food, um, religion, um, theory, like philosophy, like that's culture as well. So um, yeah, I just say it, it would be like um, a web of all of those things. Yeah, like yeah, it's just like those those um, integral like representations of just like society, you know. And you could break that down to you know the culture of this region, this region, the world, the internet, whatever. You know? So why do you think it's important? I think it's important, especially now, because it's sort of like the poster or like the billboard for wherever you're at. So kind of like how I was saying, like you could break it down to regions and you think about Milwaukee culture. It's just a few specific things you think about. You think about the certified trapper dance. Mm -hmm. You think about maybe Cardi glasses. You think about maybe um, the, Bucks. the Bucks, slap music, driving fast, whatever. That's like Milwaukee Dookies. Dookies. <laughs> Milwaukee culture. And it's like, a, like I said, it's like a, like a billboard. So it, it, um, it kind of like helps people to like connect and identify like with a specific region or like, uh, just like I said, in integral parts of like a society. Now, I feel like it's important because um, like it, we was talking about being so connected, right? So in a time like now, when you look at like that, that billboard, uh, like the culture, it, um, 
it, it, it dictates the direction a lot of people move, you know, because like most people are not free thinkers, whether it's because they're young and they're trying to learn or whether it's because they're just unoriginal and like uninterested and kind of like creating their own path. Yeah. It's like you got a North Star to instantly go to. OK, I'm from here, so I'm going to start dressing like this, talking like this, doing that, eating that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's um, it can influence a lot of things because, like I said, we're so connected now. We got all the cultures in front of us, so I could be from Milwaukee, but I could talk like I'm from Atlanta. Yeah. I could act like I'm from Cali, or I could, yeah. you know? So, yeah, culture's really interesting and important because of that to me. So, how do you plan to impact the culture? <sighs> Shit. Uh, or if you, don't, <laughs> if you don't plan to impact the culture, that's a good answer, too. Man, that's a tough question. Okay, so for me, like, you know, you know something I'm passionate about in terms of, like, culture? What's up? Uh, is the state of, like, young men is very interesting to me. Mm -hmm. So, like... With all like this, you know, alpha male, red pill talking stuff like that, <laughs> I feel like, like honestly, honestly, this, like it probably sounds kind of like weird because it don't got nothing to do with like art or none of that necessarily. Mm -hmm. But like that really matters to me is like young men like really like being men and like you know, um, I guess like in a lot of the things that I'm interested about in like business and brand building and like um, I guess uh, like I guess connecting with the things that's most important to me is like value. I just want to like, kind of like show people like, I guess the uh, what am I trying to say like, show people like the the I guess uh, you said how I want to affect culture, right? Yeah, how you plan to impact culture? Oh, how I plan to impact culture is to um, show showing people like how to be um, original and like develop like. Uh, a brand like unique to yourself you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying that's kind of like everything that I'm doing with like digital strategy and brand development mm -hmm. so um, I was kind of talking about like how with culture is easy to just kind of just shoot to just something that you already see or whatever and that's fine but it's hard to grow like that because you know if, if everybody is doing the same thing and looking the same you don't give people a reason to like I guess follow your influence because you're just like not unique or yeah. or or like why would I want to be like you it, like if, and if like everybody else exactly like if we want to talk about um if we want to talk about like music right and uh I, I say I look like look at like Drake as like the North Star of music mm -hmm. so if you hop into music and you start sounding like Drake I have no reason to like listen to you yeah because I can just go listen to Drake exactly so I want to like impact culture by showing people like hey like you don't got to just copy somebody and do what works for them you could just be yourself and we gonna you know figure out come up with a plan uh, how to make you the biggest and the best of whatever you want to be mm -hmm. just by being yourself and absolutely. like not having to copy anybody else absolutely that's I think that's a great that's a great answer. Thanks. <laughs> so that will transition us into our final hot topics of yeah, the yeah. evening. Let's do it. All right. Hot take number one. What are your thoughts on Jeffrey Henson, a.k.a. the AI godfather, stepping down from Google as he warns about the dangers of it spiraling out of control? Um, I think it's very telling. Because if, <laughs> if you got somebody with the name the AI godfather stepping down, I think it shows you like kind of like, I guess the um, the uh, potential of like where this can go. Like typically, people step down from things when they're losing control, or they have they don't want anything to do with it, or they don't want to be responsible and stuff like that. And my biggest concerns with AI is like um, I guess the uh, what's the word like uh, integrity of it. Nah, like like the limitations or like the I know what you mean. Like more so like. It's limitless versus yeah. having it limited. Yeah, like like 
it's like, um, yeah, like we, yeah. Ever like, growing. Exactly. Like we have no like guardrails for it. Mm. And I mean, if you know, like, if you know, like the basis of AI is basically is like, it, really it's like God, like it's, it's, it's an entity that is kind of like, once you put it out there, it's by itself, it's learning on its own, it's doing whatever it needs to do. It has a goal. And it's just like, I'm gonna get to this goal. Right. So like, um, I mean, we can go all kind of directions with this, but I guess like say my main, my main concern when I think about something like that is, like I said, I think you would only step down if it was, you know, out of control. Mm -hmm. So kind of like what I was saying, like, hey, I got to go. Right. But it's um, it's not a human. So it does. It has no morals or, or like, ethics. yeah, or ethics. It has like nothing that, you know, pulls it away from its goal. Like, you know, so, so, so your, your goal after this is to get home. Right. Now you get in your car and, and you drive. Right. But if you if you really just. Um, but obviously, I guess what I'm trying to say is like you considering certain things. You considering traffic, lights. You considering not running over the squirrel that's in the way. Um, if you was to put an AI in your body and say, "All right, Monty, make it home," you would probably just like the first Drive thought is just buildings, all types. Exactly, of stuff, like, as fast as you can. Home. Beeline straight. Go end up driving into the fucking lake. Like yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like an AI could be the same. So if you want to apply that to something like more serious, like building a mall. You know what I'm saying? We we got to go through legislation or um you know uh what ordinances I'm trying to say? and all that. Yeah, like pass bills. Make you know maybe there's a, a an important statue here that means something to some important figure or something like that. If you you know leave some like decisions like that up to AI, it's just like oh f fuck this last endangered species of deer yeah. that was living here. We gonna put this mall here yeah. because the goal is to you know Expand get and do better and make the city look good. Exactly Not right. To care about deer. And, and once you start applying that to more, even more serious stuff like war, international oh, affairs, and then you start, you, have, you know what deep fakes are? Deep fakes? Deep fakes. No. So a deep fake is like, so, okay, like perfect. Like we got this podcast, right? Now imagine if you didn't even put this out, but you seen a video of this and it was like you and you were talking, it was your voice, your mouth moving and everything, but you were saying some shit that you never said, like uh, mm. like some hateful stuff or yeah. whatever. That's what a deep fake is. It's technology that people use to like manipulate people's faces and bodies. So like, it sounds like them. And then this is all AI based because it's using like, you know, cause you know, AI like works it's off like of- like CGI. Yeah, but it works off of past references. So you don't actually gotta go frame by frame and make it. You could just give it a prompt and say, make, Joe Biden say that um, we got 20 nukes on the way to Russia. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You so said Joe Biden. <laughs> oh, I'm slow. My brain said Joe Biden. <laughs> Everybody does though. That's hilarious. <laughs> hey, wait, that's not the that's not the person. <laughs> my brain. Yeah, but I mean, but like once you know what I'm saying, we get AI to that point. It's like, cause okay, like I don't know, like let's say you you make some AI and you give the goal of it being world peace. AI might figure out the only way to for world peace is to blow the world up. So, <laughs> so AI you, is Thanos. Yeah, yeah, basically. exactly. Like they it's just no ethics. Mm-hmm. By all means necessary, and when all the rings collected, I mean the whole existence of the world is going to restart. Exactly. And just keep collecting them until they're Thanos. Right. With, that last one. with with no uh, regard for all that stuff. This is this is uh, um my last note on that right. Uh, I heard um, a metaphor for AI, right? It was like walking on a tightrope. Like you could probably do it for like 10, 15 seconds, you know? But like, so, uh, but but how long can you keep that up? Can you do that for an hour? You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like right now we got AI under control. We, we making our cute lens of pictures and you know what I'm saying? And uh, chat GPT. Making look like warriors. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I use it to make contracts and stuff like that. So I got to spend time typing up all this. That's cute, right? Yeah. But like, 
what happens like when like you know it's just the big the applications are just more and we depending on it to do more stuff because it's easier but then like now it's just more at risk that's only because it's more stupid too exactly i mean technology already doing it i, I use my gps everywhere i go yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying all because I've lived here my whole life yeah i've lived here <laughs> all right well let's go to hot take number two countdown if 106 and park was still active like like it was my show it's your show you gotcha. are 106 and park this is 106 <laughs> and fred yeah <laughs> Got you. Okay, so um, I can't do these in order off the top of my head, That's but cool. um, but I got some for sure. So definitely uh, Drake, um, okay. Future, Thug, uh, Playboy Cardi, um, Dirk. Um, gotta, I got to throw Ice Spice in there for okay. sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to put um, uh, Destroy Lonely. Okay. Uh, uh, let's see. Who else? Who else? Uh a uh, little look. I'll throw a little baby on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll throw a little baby on there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel wrong if I didn't. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, let's see. I'm I'm really feeling uh, uh, opium right now. That's okay. Cardi label, so I'm gonna throw Ken Carson on there too. All right. And uh, and uh, Homicide Gang. Okay. Yeah, another opium label. Yeah. So that, that's my ten right now. <laughs> I, uh, am I? I could give ten. All right. So a lot of them will be kind of similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, this is in no order. So let me, let me. All right, we're going to do. <laughs> I don't know why I want to say Jack Johnson. That's not. <laughs> what? He's awesome. He's awesome, but yeah, yeah. he would be in my top 10. Yeah. Okay, so Drake, obviously, I would say Lil Baby. I would say Megan Thee Stallion, mm. Ice Spice. I listen to a lot of women. Um, and I'm only saying Ice Spice is because you got to respect you gotta respect her. You gotta respect the come up. Like, yeah, come snaps. on, come on. Um, Doja Cat is cold. That's look. That's three women, two men. Um, <laughs> but them. But if if you're gonna say some women, them the ones though. Yeah, for Nikki, sure. For even sure. Even though she be forcing it. <laughs> she can do that. She yeah. earned her right to. It's the to, queen. Exactly. She earned her right to be able to do that. Um, I'm gonna say Larry June. Mm. I'm gonna say. Underrated. Hmm, I'm trying to think of the people I listen to on a regular basis. Um, top 10, I'm going to say, I'm going to just throw Frank in there. Frank? Um, Frank Ocean. Ocean. Gotcha. I'm going to say Frank only because, like, I, I'm still a little weary about him as if you listened or watched the last podcast. I feel like his whole mysterious persona, mm -hmm. I'm over that. But it is what it is, though. Yeah. Tyler, the creator, obviously. Love him. Um, and my final person will probably be Usher. Oh, I think I had to drop the bomb on that one because oh, Usher yeah. is a part of three different generations. Yeah, he is the early 90s, the early 2000s, and all through the 2010s and 20s so far. And he kind of like stayed relevant and on fire through each, like, like even now, having you, you've seen like videos of his residency. Absolutely. I want to go so bad. Dog. It look cracking. Man, it look extra cracking. That look Usher is that's when it, when it comes to just talented like just talented talent in the industry. Yeah. Like Usher is probably at the top. Like yeah. I have an honorary mention. If mm -hmm. I had to swipe out anybody, it would be Ice Spice for Chris Brown. And I know that's not like a crazy swipe, right? But ah, uh, Chris is getting real strange, and it's hard for me as a fan to defend him. <laughs> yeah. Oh so, yeah. Like. It, uh, <laughs> uh -huh. So we're gonna make you six men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be six men, <laughs> but yeah, that that would be my top 
10 for the 106 and Park. I watched that show. I watched that show. I think we, I think we'll be, uh, on, we get a lot of views. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. For sure, for sure. Good ratings. All right, hot take number three, the final hot take of the, what is it, evening? Let's do it. Afternoon. <laughs> oh, the intersection. Um, thoughts on the reckless driving solutions, cement blocks versus actually tackling the crime. What are your thoughts about that? Because we've had some time now to really see what they're implementing around the city. Mm -hmm. We've got to see like where they're being, where you're popping up at. Mm -hmm. What is that doing to traffic yeah. um, and things like that? So what are your thoughts regarding that? Man, okay, so like being from here, like like this driving stuff is like a genuine concern now. Like every day is Absolutely. to the point where like you just, you really, if you live in Milwaukee, you really gotta hope you don't get them calls because like we seeing the craziest stuff. Like I know you just seen the lady who just got a hundred years um, for, she she killed those people at the intersection. It was like the three kids and the seven oh, the month five old. people? Yeah, it was like four or five people. I can't remember. It was like, it, it was, was like three, four kids and then a baby or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was like a one year old, mm -hmm. two 15 year olds, a 17 year old and a 21 year old and i think a 21 year old or uh -huh. the the uh the driver of the other car like their dad or something yeah yeah but it was crazy like yeah. and she just got a scratch yeah. on her face right man like you just took out everybody including the people that was in your car took out a whole generation damn near like a man the whole family is that's just sick. gone yeah. and you going 80 through a red light right Crazy. And, and it's like, that's like a, like a, I mean, the summer just started, you know what right. I'm saying? So this is like the reality of living here. So I feel like if the goal is just to have as least many people die as possible, I feel like, cool, like I get it. It's just, it's just that, um, like it sucks when you a citizen here, you pay taxes and you kind of feel like the roads is shitty, so you paying taxes and, and you getting your axles fixed every couple yeah. months and stuff like that. My axle it's, broke. What? Well, it's fixed now, but that was on Easter. I pulled up Golly. to my cousin's house. Literally, all of a sudden, the car just dropped. Like, oh my gosh! <laughs> but that's a common thing. I've had yeah. multiple cars, like just from since high school. I've had multiple cars driving here, where I've had all kind of problems like that. Um, a few cars where the axles just drop or just crack in half, or mm -hmm. and I, and it happened to plenty of my homies too. And it's yeah. just because the streets here, the potholes is crazy. It's it's so terrible. So it's like. It's like, it do kind of suck that, you know, that it seems like that's getting neglected and we getting all these things built. But I do feel like the urgency is getting put on the lives. And it's like, if that's what you care about, then I feel like, uh, I mean, it's the way it's, maybe it's temporary, maybe it's temporary. But if it's, I don't care if it's saving five more people's lives this summer. That's, that's good enough more. for me. Right. That's good enough for me, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, but it's just, I don't know, but it is kind of a wobbler in general because like, I don't know, man. It's like, it. We we gotta like. Obviously, you know, you, when you think about stuff like this, you think of the root, and uh, I think the most times this is like kids probably that are mm -hmm. killing these people. So it's like maybe it's other things to address, like in the city. Like if we're gonna be spending a bunch of money in the city and they building stuff, exactly. Maybe we should instead of well, I ain't gonna say instead of, but yeah. I mean, if we're putting all this money into building these cement blocks, like. Let's build some other kind of building or infrastructure or something for kids to like have something to do this summer outside of like what's just been the funnest thing for them this past couple of years. It was yeah. just stealing cars. Yeah. So, so um, it, like I feel people don't. I not, maybe I shouldn't assume that people don't think of these things. Mm -hmm. But if I was on the board of any committee that has to do with city commissions or anything like that. The first thing I would have thought of, maybe we need to invest in these kids 
in automotion. Oh, maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe we need to have things readily available for them to learn how to actually work on cars and uh, fix cars and do shit like that. Because uh -huh. if you can steal a car and you're me mechanically inclined to steal these cars yeah. with no trace left behind besides a window laying mm -hmm. on the ground, that takes some type of talent. Yeah. And while all skill isn't talent, those type of those type of people or those type of skills that can turn into talent, all you have to do is tell that kid like, well, yeah, that I mean, what you did was terrible, but you mm -hmm. can apply those skills elsewhere and make yeah, that a talent. For sure. Like when they had the Kia Boy documentary, which I kind of have a problem with. Um, that guy Tommy coming, G. yeah, coming here and, and making a documentary because that's how the shit spread all the way across the country because he was teaching people basically how to steal cars. Mm -hmm. The first thing in the first 10 minutes of that documentary, the kids telling the guy that they want to be HVAC techn technicians. Y'all want to be HVAC technicians, but in y'all free time, y'all steal cars. Mm -hmm. That don't make sense. Right. So it's like there's an interest there. Attack mm -hmm. the interest while you have the interest, while they're telling you what their interests are. Right. But, I mean, I, it all boils <laughs> down to everybody on these boards is over 60 years old there and not understanding that the world is changing. And not only the world is changing, they need new blood in these seats. Yeah. They need people with fresh ideas. They need people who are closer to that age mm -hmm. so they can get perspective on how to change these things. Mm -hmm. But that would, that would be my thoughts on it. But these, this is about you, though. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, I mean, you hit the nail, like, on the head. Like, like I don't know, I just feel like I'm, I'm mostly on, like, that point, which you were saying about, like, uh, just kind of giving them the access. Because, like, it, I mean, if you go up to a 14-year-old and you ask him how to be an HVAC tech, he, he don't even know. Like, yeah, he ain't going to know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but obviously, they're interested in it. Obviously, like, maybe they don't Maybe they don't want to, you know, get a job and work corporate or stuff like, you know, like the... And corporate ain't for everybody. It, exactly. But it's nothing wrong with being an HVAC tech. It's nothing wrong with being an electrical apprentice. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Or even, like, even if you're really into the... the for, uh, for sure. A hundred percent. And, like, even if, like, you into, like, the car stuff, even if you really just like to drive fast that much, right? Like, like, like... What you were saying, I liked what you said about the automotive thing, you know, and really teaching kids like the ins and outs of cars. Like, you know, um, you, do you know how crazy like it is to get into NASCAR? Like, it, like I bet it's crazy as hell because it's only like twelve people driving, right? Because the on, this is the only way you get in is basically if your dad is a fucking billionaire. Because think about how how do you practice driving a NASCAR? You know what I'm saying? You oh, like damn. yeah, you gotta buy a NASCAR. Yeah. So like that's really the only way them type of dudes get in. So I'm not saying we gotta like have NASCAR NASCARs, in Milwaukee yeah. or nothing, but like even if you just give kids access to like yeah a shop to work on cars, to tune up cars, to learn how to make cars faster and then take them on an empty track with nothing in the way so they can just drag race cars or drive fast as they like you could, like it's it's safe ways to do this type of stuff mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so like i don't know it's just it, it definitely um has to be a much more of an investment on the youth like mm -hmm. th this is the future you know what i'm saying um, you know like you said a lot of the people who are involved in making these decisions are super old and tapped out mm -hmm. and aren't like like at the very least they definitely don't know how to talk to kids yeah you know what absolutely saying? Not. and kids is not trying to hear them you saw with um what our old boy was doing on the news and every time he would get pulled over. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, or, yeah, I fuck about that shit. Yeah, exactly, bro. Still baseline, still yeah. got his car, y'all ain't gonna do shit, but give me another ticket. And, and it's because who, it's because them type of people is never gonna and connect with him. that's the part of the culture. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> we just don't yeah, do a yeah. damn here. We're more of a damn here. Right, right. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, man, I think, uh, 
I think that's it. I'm cool with the barriers if it saves lives, but we definitely got to be focused on the next step because that's not it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, there you have it, guys. Yeah. That was... <laughs> Speaking of cars, we at the intersection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we at the intersection with Ortiz's and Fred. Hey, and we out. <laughs> there we go. And that's a real. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. That was good.